0: Welcome to episode 93 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday morning. Look at my background. What is going on here? I am back in the home studio. I'm back um, for winter break here after a semester at UW Milwaukee. So I will be back around here for, you know, around four to five weeks, estimated. So you'll be seeing this background for the steps. You'll see the sports jerseys. You'll see the tops baseball, you know. I like this background a lot more, and I agree. You know, I, I think many of you will all agree on that. But again, back in the, you know, back home for four to five weeks here. Um, also, the Tuesday morning, look what happened was last week we 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 previewed the Monday Night Football game between the Packers and Rams, and we got the outcome we wanted. But what happened was it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to talk football until that game ends because we already previewed it. I mean, if you want to listen to my preview, go listen last week. Injury report didn't change too much, so it ended up being pretty much kind of as expected in that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, able to now bring it Tuesday morning, not the Monday morning. Apologize for that day delay. I know we have high school stuff to talk about, but thankfully, right, the slate is mostly tonight, so we didn't miss out on too much there. Um, Otherwise, schedule this week, we're moving to the winter break schedule, and I actually think the schedule might be, uh, best for the future, how it goes. It's Journey to Million. We won't have that beautiful Wednesday night time you know, anymore. It's going to be kind of Wednesday, Thursday. Ideally, you might have to throw a Tuesday in there, but the plan goes Wednesday and Thursday. But this Thursday is when you'll find Journey to Million. We're planning roughly 4.30 p.m. on that. Again, you can get a recording. That'll be up after uh, Thursday night. Um, otherwise, we're looking at... Drew's basketball crew. You might be wondering, when is that coming out now? And we're going to stick that in the weekend. Friday or Saturday is when that will come out. It's going to be what slate is best. I'm going to basically make the judgment there. I'll look at the slates, find the one that I think is best for an episode, and we're going to be doing it like that. These weekend slates will have more games. There will be more action. More people can watch. More people can participate and so on. It's just a better – it ends up being better for all of us, I think. So I'm going to try to move that to the weekend you know, for scheduling, I think that's going to be, that's just going to be best, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, Journey a Million, it's going to be still in the middle of the week. But otherwise, this won't be at the start. Uh, basketball Crew will be at the end. College Athlete Spotlight, um, still planning for next week. Keep that bi weekly thing going um, until, right? The, the plan is until we hit episode 30. And then we'll take a little break from it. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see, though. Right now, we're on episode 23. So that'll leave us really with seven more episodes. So. Think well. That's really fourteen more weeks, so I might move it like that. You know, it's next three and a half months basically of um, college athlete spotlight, which we'll see. Um Or we could take a break during winter break and then bring it back in Jan- late January. Uh, it just depends, you know, with college athletes too. I have to you know keep in mind their availability, and with that, um that's that's the game plan. Again, we like to do fifteen episode seasons for that, but. We'll keep it moving here. We got a lot to talk about today. I feel like I say that every week, but this week, you know, uh, we have to touch on um, the EWC, of course, and then we got to go and talk about the world of football, that Ram Packer game, then the Bucks. We have talked about the win last night, which I wrongfully predicted. Yes. At the end of the episode, I'll be going over some of the giveaway info, so stay tuned for that. Let's go to the EWC. We'll start in girls basketball we'll talk about what happened this past week we'll talk about standing stats you know the drill uh, right now we're going to go right through the standings so the brilliant lions and i'll just spoil it a little here boys and girls have have not lost a conference game yet but the and the brilliant lions are on top for girls basketball five and oh in conference seven and one overall however chilton is four and one in conference i believe those two have not met yet so that should be a good one. Chilton eight and one overall. Um, so check that out. New Holstein, four and two in conference, six and two overall. Keel three and two in conference, five and four overall. Sheboygan Falls, two and three in conference, six and four overall. Valders, two and four in conference, three and seven overall. Ron Collie, one and four in conference, three and six overall. And then the two Rivers Raiders, 0 oh and five in conference, one and nine overall. Here are your stat leaders on or er, Four Girls Basketball, Grace Shizzle is on top of the conference, averaging 23 a game. Allison Kekis, 22.5, is in second. Peyton Grenzer, also of New Holstein. So New Holstein is two of the top three scores, 16.4 for her. and Hurl of Chilton, 16 a game. Megan Schumann rounds it out for the Brilliant Lions, 15.4 a game for her. Let's go to rebounds. The New Holstein Husky, Peyton Grenzer, is on top, 14.5 rebounds a game. Addison Schweely um, of Sheboygan Falls, 13.1. Adeline Hurlden of Chilton rounds it out 12.4. And then Alyssa Wolfel in assists, right? I mean, her being from New Holstein as well. Um, I just want to point out there are three Huskies on top. Each stat, Shizzle, points per game. Grenzer, rebounds per game. Wolfel, assists per game. Then Allie, Allie Kakis, uh, two Rivers Raiders. 4.5 for her, Olivia Shu then at 4.1. So yeah, 5.6 assists. I mean, it's it's incredible what New Holstein has done this year. And you know, they're right now six and two overall, four and two in conference. You gotta imagine. I mean, it's gonna be a tough squad. Those top three teams, I would I'm intrigued to see how they play each other, right? That being brilliant, Chilton New Holstein, all three. Very good squads loaded with, you know, loaded with some experience. I mean, Chilton, I'd say it's the least experience out of the three. I think that's fair to say. But Chilton, certainly loaded with talent. Um, you got to like them for the years to come. New Holstein and Brilliant are the two that have the experience that, you know, is going to come down, you know, or that's going to be extremely important, extremely crucial in those games. Right? I mean, Brilliant, if you just look at their, their starting five and playing together forever. Right. And then New Holstein on top of it. Um, do they just have they have a talented group, right? I mean, highlighting Wolfell, Grenzer, and Shizzle, Um, you know, and then I mentioned some of those middle teams, right? It's Keel Shewagon Falls, Valders, I'd say, uh, right. I mean, Keel Raiders have histor- historically been good, right, in basketball. Um, you could say the same for Valders. you know, struggling though, three and seven overall for them. Showing Falls Falcons, though, they're they're rebounding. Right. I mean, top Falcon, Addison Schweely having a great start to her year so far. Um, Otherwise, I think that's kind of, you know, stats to anyways, that makes sense. Right. We're going to, though, we're going to touch on the non con games that took place yesterday. Unable to talk about them. I apologize. But we had Rippon and Chilton squaring off. I I do see Rippon 68, Chilton 42. I don't think that updated. So I think Chilton might be 8 2 overall. Um, you can correct me on that. Just looking there. Brilliant Southern Door, sixty-one forty-five. The Brilliant Lions get the job done there. They won by 16. They move again to 7-1 over on that. We do have a non-con slate, though, tonight. We have two games on it. Plymouth travels to Keele. We have Valders traveling to Kiwani. So two good games there going on. We'll see how the EWC fares in those um, the game's getting better Thursday. I I'm serious when I say that, right? We have Brilliant traveling to Freedom, a rematch of last year's game. That should be that should be a good one there. At Freedom. Uh, then we have St. Mary's Springs traveling around Collie. Valder's traveling to Luxembourg, Casco. Chilton going to Ozaki. Sheboygan Falls going to Cedar Grove, Belgium. So overall, I mean, non con games officially all this week. No conference games, but We'll see how it goes and we'll see if we have some crazy stat performances from you know some of the players in the conference. And yeah, I, I think this is gonna be an intriguing, you know. Of course the conference race will be intriguing, but who's gonna be the scoring leader? Will it be will it be the Huskies, Grace Chisel? Will it be the Raiders, Allison Caicos? Could it be the other or, or another new Holstein Husky and Payton Grenzer? Could it be Adeline Hurl of Chilton, the, a tiger, or could it be the brilliant lion? Megan Schumann, uh, there are a lot of questions there. Um, certainly, right now, it looks like it's going to be Shizzle or Kakis, but we're going to have to wait and see on that. And that's going to wrap it up here for the girls' recap in basketball. Again, we'll see how the EWC fares in these non con games. Let's go to the boys' side and let's touch on these games. So we have, or let's touch on, sorry, the standings first, then stats. We'll go through it how we just did theirs. This is gonna be interesting, you know. Brilliant on top, no surprise. Four and in conference, seven overall, but it gets interesting with the keel Raiders. I talked about last week. Kiel took it to Valders at Kiel. They won by 20, and they are four 0 in conference, five and overall. That kiel brilliant game, which guess what? They gave it they gave us to it. The basketball, you know, the basketball schedule gave it to us tonight at seven o'clock in Brilliant, is where you'll find that one. That's gonna be a good one. Is is Brilliant safe? Is this a game they're going to just confidently win? You know, I don't know. Um, you certainly got to like their defense, though, against Keel Keel. Just shot the ball lights out. I mean, that's how they beat Valors. Um, But I think we're, we're, we're going to have a good game in Brilliant tonight is all I'll say. Um, but, again, I'll get back to the the standings here. 4-0 for the Raiders, 5-0 and overall. Ron Colley, 3-1 and in conference. to a surprise by many for people. 3-2 overall. Uh, New Holstein, 2-2 in conference, 2-5 overall. Valders, 2-2 in conference, 4-3 overall. Two Rivers, 1-3 in conference, 4-3 overall. Chilton, 0-4 in conference, 2-6 overall. Then Sheboygan Falls rounds it out, 0-4 in conference, 0-5 overall. Your stat leaders, you guessed it, Jeremy Lorenz on top. 21.1 a game for him. In second, Cole Hovey, 18.1. Brady Richards. 17.6. Pierce Arns, 16.8. Braden April, 15.4. I think the biggest surprise here, um, I think well, I think there's two surprises, right? I don't think people were thinking Brady Richards was gonna step in and be third in the conference through, you know, seven, eight games the season. I I also think Brayden April has made a huge leap from last year as a scorer. I think that's you know, that that's been something that's been extremely underrated. I think there's there's more than one reason the Kill Raiders are five and overall. I think you've got to credit, of course, you have to credit Pierce Arens and Grant Munns, but I think Bray Naple, Aiden Murphy, those guys, right? Those shooters on that team, those scores. I think they've been crucial. I think they've been extremely underrated in the conference. And you know, that goes to even what we were previewing. I don't think they were talked about enough or as much as they should have, even last year, talking about a preview like what's ahead. I think these guys underrated. I think they're proving a lot of people wrong. Rebounds a game. Uh, you could have you could have penciled this one in, right? Grant Munns, 14.6. Cole Hovey of Alders, 9.8. Jeremy Lorenz, 9.6. And this might be the gl- most exciting, maybe, you know, most surprising. Not, I wouldn't say surprising, right? Parker Braun leading the league, you know, assists leading the conference. No surprise there, but the amount, 6.7 a game so far. Look, there's a reason this brilliant squad again is 7-0. and you know, kind of with Keel. It's you know, of course, Jeremy Lawrence is the guy you're gonna circle, but guys like Caden Holly, I mean Parker Brown right here. I mean, Grady Geiger, the, the, the those guys you know have been you know vital to that their success over these last few years. Uh, Parker Brown, of course. I mean, but you're averaging 6.7 assists a game. Come on, in high school, crazy numbers there it's throughout Austin Kramer, 4.7, Pierce Arn's 4.6. So exciting. I mean. Uh, the, the stat numbers I mean we're seeing crazy stats in this conference as you know we all it seems like we've always had since you know the new ewc's been was formed roughly was it 2015 2016 um I don't know I I just I think this is some good stuff we're seeing and uh, you gotta like you know the conference you know I cliche as it is it's it's been in good hands and it, it will continue to be in good hands so um let's go through some of the games that took place and we'll talk about, you know, Ron Collie facing Milwaukee Hamilton last Saturday, uh, 98 to 46 was the final there. Ron Colley loses by 52. Look, they schedule not tough dog games. They always have. It's them and Valders, you know, I'll sprinkle brilliant in there. Kill a little bit, you know, kill at Milwaukee Academy of science last year. Um, I, I think, you know, these these teams in the conference, they always have scheduled tough ones. Milwaukee Hamilton being no exception there as a tough game scheduled. Um Rippin and Chilton. Chilton gets the job done. They went 58 to 28. So that was last night. Low scoring one there. Rippin' only putting up 28 points. Um intrigued to see the shooting numbers on that. Let me see if I can give you the shooting numbers. And I cannot, unfortunately. But oh um, We'll we'll touch on the other games this week, the conference games tonight. And again, we got good ones. Kill Brilliant, pencil that one in. You know, if you if you're looking for high school basketball to watch, listen, whatnot, you're going to Brilliant tonight. Seven o'clock game. There is that's that's the place to be. I mean, it's as simple as that. New Holstein, Two Rivers, uh, could be actually another good one. You know, um, could Two Rivers prove to two and three? I think that game will be competitive. Roncalli Valders at Valders, should be competitive as well. And then Sheboygan Falls, Chilton, which neither team has won a, comp- won a conference game yet this year. Something's going to change tonight. And I guess this is probably the best night of conference games you could hope for because what's going to happen is this. You're going to see Brilliant or Keel, One team is going to lose their first game of the year. You're also going to see Chilton or Sheboygan Falls. One of those teams will win their first conference game of the year. And then also Roncalli, Valders, um, if Valders wins, they are tied 3-2 and two in conference. And then Two Rivers, New Holstein, if Two Rivers wins, they're both tied in conference. I mean, this is uh, the ideal night for high school basketball. This is exactly how you would hope for. And, you know, I'll pick, of course, you got to pick game of the week as being Keel brilliant as, you know, the best game. I think the best rivalry game, though, is Roncali-Valders. And then I think, you know, chilton Falls is going to be a competitive. I do like Chilton more in that game. Uh, but I, I think New World State Two Rivers has got to be, you know, your third most competitive. I'll give Chilton Falls, Chilton that last. But Chilton goes to Shiocton, faces them Thursday. Uh, we have a good one on also Thursday. While we got Fremont uh, is where Brilliant has to go to on Thursday. Kiwani and Keel. I mean, that's always been a good game, you know, whether it's football, basketball. It seems like those two schools play each other a lot. Now we have Sheboygan Lutheran hosting New Holstein on Thursday. Sheboygan Falls travels to Utesburg. That's going to be good, too. I mean, both, you know, in both um, girls and boys basketball, we have some great games this week before Christmas, before the holidays. So, you know, an ideal week for all of them. And I guess I'll kind of talk about it how I did for girls. You know, what, what stat race is going to be the most intriguing? It's going to be points per game, too, in this one. I think Muns is going to run away with the rebounds. So, you know, I think. You, of course Jeremy Lawrence has to be the favorite right the brilliant lion there but you know can the Vikings Cole Hovey can he make you know make a run for he's only three three behind him and that surprised Brady Richards right 17.6 the two Rivers Raider can the Raider there you know what's gonna happen there could he sneak in top two I I do think you know keel again this is another cliche right I mean they have a lot of mouths to feed in that offense I mean you got Pierce Arnes, Brayton April, Aiden Murphy, Grant Munns. I mean, th- these guys, Yeah, you know, I'm missing some there, but like, right. I mean, there's a lot of, it's a really well-balanced offense and they pass the ball a lot. They get a lot of assists. They take a lot of threes. They shoot the ball a lot. They score a lot. Right. I mean, it. which for me, you know, I think, th- I think they could have two guys in the top five. I think this is sustainable, but the big thing for me is, um, I think they're going to be like when they have two guys in the top, I think it's going to be like four and five, maybe three and five. So that's kind of where I I'll say, but I think we're going to, all I'm saying is when you see the conference team at the end of the year, it's going to be a lot of brilliant and a lot of keel. And I think we can all agree on that. You're going to have, of course, you're going to have Hovey first team unanimous. You're going to have some other guys sprinkled in. You're going to have Richards, maybe sneak, you know, second team, probably. Based on how he's playing, will Grant Muns be on the first team? Probably. It's going to be him or Geiger, I'd say. So you're just going to see a lot of Keel. Keel Brilliant flip-flop is kind of what I think. If you disagree, if you think you know maybe I'm right, you can reach out at your sports crew, of course. Talk about it with me. I'm all more than happy to discuss these things. But that's kind of where I'll end it there. At, and that's whistsports.net is where you can find all this info. They will be linked down below. Again, thank you to Wisports.net, WSN. and Check them out for all of your Wisconsin sports or high school sports needs. On that note, we're going to go to the world of football, and we're going to talk about the Rams and Packer game that took place last night. And we'll talk about the Packer victory, 24-12. The Rams fall to 4-10 overall, 1-5 on the road. Green Bay Packers 6-8. Overall, four and three on at home, but the big news is, I mean, they have a commanding rush attack. They they did what they what the last three or four games, which I, I've said this too. I mean, it, they've been doing things on offense that we thought they'd be doing. Like the whole year, they haven't been, but now they are. This team should be running the ball fifty five percent of the time. They basically did that, and then they should be passing the ball. Right, the other 45%. They've done that now. Rodgers should be only throwing the ball 25 to 30 times a game, depending, you know, if there's some last minute clockwork, something, whatever. Rodgers did just that 22 to 30. He had that terrible interception, whatever. He threw for a touchdown, took three sacks. Oh, well. Um, you know, QBR wasn't as you wanted, it rating was mad, but like, again, um, he did what, what needed to be done. Only eight incomplete passes. Um, the rushing game I want to talk about Aaron Jones leading the way as expected. 17 and 90. Uh, 5.3 in attempt for him. Looked great. AJ Dillon, 11 attempts, th- um, 36 yards, two rushing touchdowns. The big thing, right? I mean, this cold weather, you knew we we're going to see an uptick there in the red zone work for him. He is, it, it sounds like he's in concussion protocol. That's kind of the big thing. Um, intrigued to see kind of what happens there of course wishing him the best um yeah on the re- on the receiving side so now with romeo dobbs officially right healthy and back i was intrigued to see what the target chair will look like in terms of right with christian watson's hot streak what's gonna happen and it was a lot more balanced it really was it wasn't like watson commanding these eight to ten targets right and then lazard whatever um, Watson still got the red zone work. I'm sure many of you saw right that that touchdown or should have been touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, Watson looked for the ball. You saw um, you saw Rodgers give the signal um, clearly, and he wasn't looking. But <laughs> we saw him yell at him. But uh, Dobbs actually led this team in receptions, five fifty five. I just see a lot of Randall Cobb in in Romeo Dobbs. I, is that fair to say? Is that too early? Is that too lame of a comparison? Is that like? You know, you just chose a Packer receiver, right? I mean, I, I get that, but, like, honestly, you see a lot of you see a lot of Randall Cobb in him. You see a lot of, you know, this, which, and, of course, that outrunning will improve as he goes on, but you just see a lot of this, like, this shifty, smart receiver who's going to make smart plays. And I feel like that's kind of what Dobbs has done this year. Um, otherwise, Watson still, I mean, you can see the talent just bursting. He led the team in targets with six. Um uh, when, when he gets us to be in the open field, it's it's just it's incredible. Um, Jones four thirty six with that receiving touchdown looks great. AJ Dylan three thirty five got got more receiving work again. Um, you know, if you look fantasy football, you gotta like what you saw that with that. Um, otherwise, it was Lazard Tunyon. Lazard was not used as much as all, which I think is long overdue. I I talked about it. Lazard from a talent perspective is just not it for this team. Um, what makes lizard great is not um i think you know what he's what he's been able to do in football this year it's been more of you know aaron rodgers which i mean might be unpopular but you know lizard right so, still an nfl receiver still a guy who's gotten the opportunity still the guy who has a skill set right but um just looking at it like that um aaron jones had that weird fumble loss anyone else think that was pretty weird um you know it looked like the new the continuation looked like uh, the play should have been blown dead like five seconds before, and they just let it like they just let the play keep going. I was kind of like, "What?" I mean, like you, everyone was waiting for a whistle. It seemed like, and then like you just took the ball. I mean, I I think that was a terrible play, um, not on Jones' end. I mean, he still fumbled the ball, but it was just like really. And then don't even get me started on the Rasul Um lateral backwards on the air. Interse- just no, we're not going to talk about it. Um, I do want to talk about this though. Quay Walker, you know, I, I talked about defensive rookie of the year favorite for me. It won't be him this year, unfortunately, but honestly, you know, any other year I'm telling you like, like, right. I mean, sauce Gardner's done incredible things, but any other year Quay Walker, I feel would be your guy. When I say any other year, I mean, there's some, there's some guys who have been just phenomenal the rookie year. I get that. But like. I feel like in some years, maybe is the right word. Um, Quay Walker might be your defensive rookie of the year. Honestly, he's played great football. I mean, he had that one hiccup in Buffalo. Uh, many of you know, like, honestly, terrible play. But, um, I, hate, I mean, that happens. Um, but he's rebounded well. It seems like he's, he's a lot calmer. It seems he's playing, you know, a lot more team-oriented. I I really like what I've seen from Walker. Um, on top of that, you know, Sean Nixon. You know, special teams, right? I mean, absolute, you know, stud. Probably the best special teams returner Packers have had in a long time. Long time, I'm telling you. Um, Other guy I want to talk about, Kingsley and Um, You know, this was a guy, you know, taking him back to the Journey Million Live show in August at Petsco Brewing. Uh, we talked about this guy, Nagbe, as a guy who can make an immediate impact just based on need, based on you know, what this team wanted. And guess what? He's done that. I mean, he's taken over the role. Um and he's looked great. I mean, he has played excellent football this you know last three, four weeks of the year, right? Even with no Rashawn Gary, um, you know, missing some guys. I I think that it's been it's been crucial having him on this team. Um and he's just he's looked great. So Devontae White also gained a half sack last night, was a cherry on top for the rookie class. So, you know, you gotta be pleased with what you saw there. We talked about Nixon's returns. I mean, the average was 32 yards. You tell me Packers have had that. No. And averaging 18 yards on a punt return too. Awesome. Right? I mean, I think you, you got to love what you saw from the Packers in this game. Again, you got to like the, even in this colder weather, you have to like what you saw from the run game. You have to like how that was, it seemed like the forte of the sauce offense, the passing is going to be built off the run game. Right? And, Usually that's not the case. Usually the passing, you know, allows the run game to, but it's not Roger might be Rogers, right? Decline in performance. But honestly, uh, I think it's just the, the different weapons. I think that's more of the case in this one, but Packers only allowing 12 points. You're going to win the game. Uh, Mayfield played. Okay. I I personally didn't think he played great, but uh, Cam Akers played a lot better than I thought. I mean, Akers looked, you gotta admit, I mean, he looked he looked good. I mean, he looked a lot better. Um, the guy was a torn Achilles, so there's a lot of question about how he'd come back. I honestly like he looks like a different player from the um from the championship game last year, right? Or even the Super Bowl last year. He lo- he didn't look good. I mean but now being a year out, almost a year out from that, he looks a lot better. He looks he looks shiftier, he looks, you know, um just a, a, a lot better football player, and I think the Rams are glad, and I think they're they're happy they held on to him because um, that's even a guy in dynasty fantasy football. If you bought low on, kudos to you. I mean, I I didn't, but um, I think that's a good play if you did so. Uh, the Christmas game, we'll talk about more on Journey to Million. I assure you that. Um, but again, go check that out. I think that'll be around Thursday, four thirty. Packers got to win out. I can tell you the playoff scenario, though, before we go to Bucks. Um, They got to win all three. They got to beat, right, the Dolphins. They have to beat the Vikings. They have to beat the Lions. They got to win out. Commanders got to lose two of three, which is doable. They got the Cowboys in their schedule um, still. I mean, they, they have tougher games, basically. Um, Seahawks got to lose one of three, and they play the Chiefs this week. So I think, you know, we'll see the Chiefs. Take care of business. I hope so. Please, please take care of business chiefs. They do that. All right, Packers still got went win out. Um, you know, based on the schedules that the rest of the teams have or the commanders and, um, you know, I, I think you really got to, like I'm confident the Seahawks losing one more game the rest of the year, but I'm not confident in the commanders losing two of three as much. I hope so, but we'll have to wait on that. And we have to still Packers got to win out. You still got to focus on winning. That's all you can do. If you're a Packer fan, if, if you're a green Bay Packer and we're going to go to bucks here, enough NFL talk here. So my prediction post came out last week and I had the bucks losing in New Orleans. Um, I can kind of explain, right. The intuition behind that uh, the bucks offensive rating on the road right now is dead last in all basketball, but they do have the best defensive rating on the road. Um, I do think, you know, I, we knew this New Orleans game was going to be really tough. We did. But Giannis puts up 42. Uh, and then we also saw Zion. You know, Drew Holiday was on Zion a little bit there. It was it was getting chippy. It was, it was fun. I mean, this game, it was, I, got, I get to go back and forth. It was wild, right? I mean, they were playing the same time Packers were playing. It was a lot of, you know, moving channels back and forth. Jonas Valanciunas, though, was kind of the guy who took over for the Pelicans, and yeah, that means I ain't got to tech that, you know, um, and it was just like, okay. Um, Bucks were able to get in control. Joe Ingles is out there uh, for the first time this year. I mean, this, last, this these past few games, which has been crucial, I mean, you gotta love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the schedule's tough this week for the rest of the week out. I did predict Monday wrong, but I did I was confident, you know, them winning these upcoming games. It's tough. They have a five-game road trip. New Orleans, they already got done. They won that one. They go to Cleveland on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. They go to Brooklyn on Friday. That's on NBA TV at 6.30. And then on Christmas Day, they play at 4 o'clock. ABC, Boston. Yeah, you bet I'm watching that one. Um it's just, it's wild. Um, I did have them beating Boston. I really hope they beat Boston, honestly, that pick. Uh, it's going to be tough, but look, you know, this Bucks squad with how they performed, um, you know, they just took it to this New Orleans squad that's played very good basketball the last few weeks, especially at home. And they've been well-coached. They've, I mean, they've played great games last last, like, three weeks. And it was like, you know, Zion, will they be able to contain them? They did. You know, this Bucks team is known for doing that. Defensive rating being a strong suit always in the Mike Booneholzer era. So um yeah. You know, Cleveland, I really I hope they win that one too. I do think they there is a chance they can go 3-0 this week. Um now I'm starting to look at it more. Losing Brook to Brooklyn on Friday might be the game I'll pick if that's you know, if there's a game they lose. Um, but otherwise, rest of the way out. I do like them against Cleveland. I do like them against Boston on Sunday. So that's kind of the schedule there. We have only three games the next week, though. So for week 11 for the Bucks prediction challenge, you'll see that post up next Monday. On that, I'll have NBA power rankings up later today. So you can go check those out. You can call them controversial, whatever. I, I'm, I know the Bucks technically have the one spot, but honestly, I still think i put Boston at one. So I might be the most unpopular take I'll have, but I promise you, if the Bucks beat Boston, um, you know, even if they lose to Cleveland or Brooklyn, I'll have them at one. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I just think with Boston, um, how they've still looked this year. You know, they're on, they were on a tough road trip as well. So it's like, okay, really? You know, they're out. They were on the West Coast. So can I really? Is it really fair to move them down? I mean, the Bucks have a similar tough road trip now. So, I'm—I'm gonna keep Boston at one, but Bucks will be at two. I promise you that. And you can see the rest on the Instagram story at True Sports Crew. But lastly, we got to talk about the giveaway. Yes, we have a $10 giveaway. Um, giveaway number one of two. Two uh, giveaways here. Giveaway one is for $10. What you have to do, it's as simple as this. You go on TikTok at Drew Sports Crew. You give a follow on that. And you go to YouTube, Drew Sports Crew. You subscribe. You take screenshot proof of both. You send them in to at Drew Sports Crew. You're, you get two entries into again this ten dollar giveaway it's pretty simple just another way right giving giving back to you the listener as we're on this journey right so again i appreciate all the support and again if you want hats fifteen dollars i'm around here in the area so if you're in the northeast wisconsin area just reach out we can get a delivery all set up pretty easy these next four four to five weeks and again i want to thank you all you know for listening here and um I'm just going through other announcements. We talked at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, the TikTok, Drew Sports Crew on the YouTube, and Facebook. I think that, I think that's all I got. Again, I'll see you here Thursday night for some Journey to Million. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I beat Zach in fantasy football this week in the playoffs. You'll probably hear me talk a little bit about that, but that's all I got here. That's going to wrap it up for myself, Drew Skyberg, on this Tuesday morning slash afternoon. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.